It's Valentine's Day on the Fun Astrology Podcast, and I want to start this episode and end this episode with saying, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Thomas Miller, and we need a lot more of that in our world, don't we? So seriously, truly, you are part of our community. If you've been on our Facebook page, you hang out over there, and you listen to the podcast, and I just want to say on Valentine's Day that I'm sending you love. All right, what we're going to do today is answer a listener question from Casey in Chicago because I want to catch this while there are still four planets in Capricorn. And that's part of today's look up above what's above our heads today. The moon will be moving into Leo at 5.16 this morning. So early, early Leo moon, that's Eastern time, 5.16 this morning. So basically when you get up in most places around the country, and at least in the United States today, you're going to want to do some roaring. For those of you in Europe and South Africa, how long is the void of course before the moon moves into Leo? Not that long, 45 minutes. Then, why I want to catch this question before Mercury moves is that happens at 3.47 p.m. that Mercury moves out of Capricorn and into Aquarius. So right now, today, we have four planets, at least for a few more minutes, in Capricorn, one of which is fully engaged in 29 degrees. So Mercury is really already breathing Aquarian air, but... In the context of the full four-planet Capricorn stellium that we've been under, I wanted to address this for all of us. Hi, Thomas. This is Casey from Chicago. I picked up your podcast randomly a couple of months ago, and I've been hooked on astrology ever since. So thank you for that. Um, I do have a question. I tried to do some research and couldn't find very much info. I have a stellium in Capricorn on my natal chart. Um, I have four planets, Uranus, Neptune, the moon, and Saturn. And I know that there's also currently a stellium in Capricorn. So I was just wondering about the interplay of the two, natal chart and current, um, as far as stellium go. Stelia, whatever that plural is. Um, anyway, any insight you have would be uh, super helpful. Thanks so much. We love our Chicagoland and four-state area listeners, so thank you, Casey, for a great question. And here is the deal. Stelliums are why I... Okay, first of all, let's address the plural thing. Let's do a little stellium grammar. Stellium is a made-up word. It is not in the vocabulary of the uh, American Dictionary. It's purely astrological, so we can do whatever we want to with it. So if you look it up, it will actually point you to another word, satellitium, which is the definition is it's a group of planets in a house or a sign. So it's like, well, we've got it, so we can do whatever we want. Stellium, stellii, stellius. I don't know, however you want to say it. But it is a group of three or more planets in a house or a sign. And you are absolutely right. The first thing you said was you had done some research and there wasn't much on it. And this is why I got into astrology myself, because I have a three-planet stellium in the sign of Scorpio, the Sun, Mars, and Neptune, and they all happen to be the same degree. It happens to be six, but don't tell anybody you're listening to the devil talk about astrology. <laughs> That's why the lady said, your chart makes me dizzy. She was looking at the same chart. So... The deal is that stelliums are, we'll go with stelliums, stelliums are super concentrated energy. Now, you have to obviously pick the ingredients apart, but you are talking about potpourri. You are talking about a soup. 
So what I've created with mine is this supernova that I call Marsentune. Mars, Sun, Neptune, Marsentune. So <laughs> what you do with a stellium is you chunk the pieces. So for example, in Capricorn, for a long time now, we've had Pluto. Then most recently, we've had Mars, Venus, and Mercury. So we would dissect each of those individually, but then I think the most effective things to do is to kind of blend them together. Now, I'm not going to go into this full synthesis here because of time, but we would combine Mars, Venus, Pluto, Mercury into a big nova, basically, that would be transformative. It would be very powerful. It would be subconscious and spiritual. It would be about that beyond our body, all anchored around the slow mover of the group, Pluto, but that would encompass these other flavorings and seasonings that have really combined into a flashlight beam of energy. So you treat it separately, but you also combine it. Make it one planet. Now, I know that's a little bit loose, so please just go with the fun astrology interpretation part of that, because obviously a, an astute astrologer would say then, but what degree would you put that one planet at? With mine, it's easy. With uh, the current chart, we have them scattered out over 15 degrees of the sign, so not so easy. I'm just saying metaphorically. You know, in fact, the ancient astrologers would allow a planet to move within a sign in horary. There were no orbs. So you can do that. I mean, you can look at, well, you've got sign-based aspects, meaning that if a planet is in one sign and a planet is in another, the ancients believed they were connected just by sign. Now, an interesting aside is the United States has four planets, also a stellium, in the opposite sign of Cancer. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow because, yes, Sunday is the first of three Pluto returns in 2022, so we'll set that up. And also some other things going on. We'd like to look at some of the headlines tomorrow as well. So if you don't like my headline analyses, skip tomorrow. We'll see you on Wednesday. But I would like to talk about that. Now, Casey mentioned that she has, listen to this now, Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, big slow movers, right? And the moon in Capricorn. Now, Pluto is still there fully until 2024. Really in 2023, Pluto starts to do this retrograde shuffle right across the county line of zero degrees Aquarius. It bounces over, turns right around, goes back into Capricorn. This is all in 2023. Turns right around, goes back into Capricorn, turns around, goes just into Aquarius, turns around back into Capricorn, and then finally moves into Aquarius for good, where it will stay for 20 years. That all happens over 2023 and 24. So we're going to have this Slower release, I guess, of Capricorn is basically how we would look at it. The other thing significant is after Mars and Venus and, of course, Mercury today move out, there won't be a lot of action in Capricorn, not like it has been. So for you, Casey, this has been a real time of shuffling and reflection and doing some serious karmic work. And that will continue because Pluto can hold the show all by itself. And if you would like a reading around that, then obviously we've got our three readers that you just check out the funastrology.com website, and you've got three wonderful ladies to choose from who can walk you through more on that and what that might look like in your life. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We will talk about a little bit the Pluto return on the United States chart and also some of the current events, like I mentioned. All right, sending you guys love. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day, and I'll see you back tomorrow. Tomorrow.